Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is fucking back. We are back. The Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship Series. Starting up this weekend at Loretta Lens. Nine races. Eight different tracks, nine weeks, I believe, and uh, one weekend off in there, of course, and looking forward to it. I'm so stoked we get to talk about racing again. We had the Salt Lake City races uh, come and go and uh, some more time off, and here we go. It all starts now. Pulpamex Fantasy as well, firing up this uh, weekend, so get your picks in there. We are giving away an Adam Cien Cirillo jersey from the race uh, to the overall winner from Loretta's. We're going to have a Pulpamex Fantasy podcast this afternoon. Fly Race and Moto 60 show before each and every national, well, most of anyways, uh, coming in here. And uh, thank you again for listening. 702-586-7857. We're going to have JT and Weege on the show to talk about the nationals and previewing them a little bit uh, coming straight up here. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis taking your calls, holding things down over there in the corner. The Tits Legendary, he is back. We're back. You're back in control back. of your show. My show. Your show, the one that you created, the one that you helped, it, the one that you get paid outrageous yes, amounts outrageous of money. outrageous amounts of money. Right. I really appreciated you paying me for the loans when I didn't have to be there, but it still hurt a little bit that I couldn't be involved like I normally am. Yeah. So I am glad Listen, to be here. The, the sponsors paid me, and yeah. they were kind enough to not... Uh, demand any refunds for the Supercross yeah. ones, and we so we did them. You know, a lot of people yeah. have unkind things to say about you, but yeah. I don't feel that way. Thank you. You're you a know, good person. Do you have any idea when the app will be done? Do you have any idea about that? Uh, well, according to Mr. Marks, it says sometime between now and the sun burning out, so sooner than later. All right, um, fantastic. So uh, five years, maybe. Listen, you you were friends with him from a long time ago. Maybe yes, you could, we grew up together. Yep. Right. Maybe you could get in there. Maybe you could get in that. You know, and, and really push them and, and push them along. Yeah. I'll start start uh, taking little jabs here and there. And well, I don't know if jabs will do it, but motivational <laughs> speeches. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll see what I can do, and uh, I'll stop in every now and then, make sure he's not napping all day. We are giving away a set of Fly Race in 2021 Kinetic stuff. Yes, it's the 221. That's your uh, preferred uh, graphic set. That's the one that you were wearing in one of your oh, photo okay. shoots all out, right. outdoors. Fantastic. They get to choose their own color. Yep. Okay. And uh, we are also giving away a set of Pro Taper Evo bars and grips to a couple lucky callers. So uh, thank you to those guys. JT and Weege coming up here. Flyracing.com. The 2021 stuff is out now, of course, like we just said. Uh, and you'll see the guys wearing it this weekend at Loretta's. They've got a lot of things uh, going on over there. They're introducing as well a new formula helmet as well uh, with the same technology and the same innovations as the regular formula helmet. Just a little different shell to keep the price down. They're very, very proud of that. And an all-new light pant as well from the folks at Fly 
Sky Racing. So please check them out. I want to thank the folks at Pro Taper, uh, whether it's JGR Suzuki, whether it's Geico Honda, Rockstar Energy, Husky Worldwide. Pro Taper's got you covered. The Sella Start Device is out now. Those guys are super proud of it. Whether it's the uh, 7 8 bar, the old school one, the oversized bar, the, the, the Pro Taper crossbarless bar that they invented and patented. ProTaper.com for more information on that. And uh, they got grips and chains and sprockets. And uh, you know the name and you know how good of products that they have. And Troll Train will be running Pro Taper this summer in his quest to get the uh, national championship. I want to thank the folks at Athena as well. They're a point of reference in the market for the production of complete gasket kits for bikes, uh, ATVs, Harleys. Athena's offers includes high-performance cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, connecting rods, engine valves, clutch discs, and more. Athena.com for more information on that. A uh, big part of the effort over in MXGP, which we're also going to touch on today with Weege and JT. The incredible level of performance and reliability of our products are guaranteed by the latest generation quality controls and the continuous development is ensured by the in-house R&D department so if you want a deal for anything from the folks at Get or, and or Athena email us using contact form on pulpamex.com and we will pass that on and you can uh, get a hell of a deal from those guys I want to thank the folks also at Maxis as well uh Great, great product. Maxxis Tires MXSTs used by, uh, ah, you know, Alex Ray and others out there. So please check out Maxxis, uh, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Uh, UTV tires, mountain bike tires and such. And 100% on board as well. The Armega Goggle from 100% offers unparalleled dominance for the modern racer, bringing ultra HD lens clarity to motocross experience definition never before viewed through the lens of a goggle. The pinnacle of vision technology from 100% is the Armega Goggle. Visit 100%.com, use the code MOTO60-25 at checkout to save 25% on all casual apparel and accessories. So Moto 60-25 at checkout to save on the casual apparel and accessories, and they make all the apparel and accessories for uh, the Geico Honda team, among others. So, um, yeah, please check, please check that out. And uh, let's go to our first caller here before we get our guest on here. It's Stuart on one. Stuart, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, um, I just had a question if uh, any teams are going to be flying private, you know, to keep the chance of getting the virus down. Uh, none that I've heard of. Um, I've, I've um, asked around a little bit on that. I, uh, one of the things was Roxon flying private, you know, to stay out of the Nationals. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, I haven't heard anything. I, I, you know, once I yeah. get there, I'll I'll, uh, I'll check it out and see what's going on. Um, but, yeah, I, I do agree. Like, I've always said a few times that, you know, the, the guys in Claremont should get together. And I know Osborne said yeah. it on the show that he tried to, right? It would make so much yeah, sense. Yeah, I was thinking the, the, guy, the Red Bull KTM and the Husky guys, you know, they're all right there already. So, I mean, what would it hurt to all go in on that? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I know. I don't you know, know. maybe save money and then have a lower risk of getting ill, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, though. But, you know, uh, if you read a lot about the the, air, the the filtration system on airplanes, it seems pretty healthy. Now, I, I know you can't believe everything you read these days, yeah. but, you know, but it does seem like the airplanes are doing pretty good jobs uh, of, of, of filtering everything out. So, um, yeah, maybe I don't usually read up on the airplane filtration, but uh, no, I have I one more question. Is that cool? Can I ask one more? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, do you think... Uh, is uh so is shift going to be with uh Geico next year? I'm not sure. I know yeah. their contract's up. I don't know if it's going to stay. I heard the, yeah. the I thought I heard it on one of the podcasts that um Fly was looking at going with them. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't, but I imagine no. a lot of companies are going for them. Um, yeah, yeah, that's and, true. And Kiefer, I guess I don't remember this, but apparently I want to set the record straight. Kiefer had said on a show that Shift is going out of business and I was yeah, yeah. I was called by them and said that they are closing an office down in Southern California, but their shift guys are moving back to the Fox headquarters, and they have okay. 2021 stuff out. 
So that's where I'm at with Shift. That they want to make sure that they people knew that that's where they're at. They're moving back in with Fox, and they have 2021 stuff. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, that's all my questions. All right, thanks very much for calling, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, appreciate it. No Bye. problem. Let's get to our guests here. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, Loretta Lynn's uh, National coming up this weekend. Fly Race and Moto 60 show. First up, from the uh, Carolinas, it's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weech? How are you? Yeah, this is huge. Like, uh, I'm almost convinced this is really going to happen. 48 hours from now, I might be back on television. Um, yeah, really, right? Uh, I think it's happening. Yeah, I, 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 think, it's gonna, I think it's a go. So, um, yeah, I, I, if you had told me in March, like, Hey, how would you feel two days before the first national? I would have been partying, doing backflips, eating birthday cake, Christmas gifts, all wrapped into one. But, uh, at this point, the way this year has gone, I'll just believe it when I'm there and it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Right. All right. Let's yeah. get to our next guest here from, uh, deep in the woods of Idaho. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not too much. Just, uh, listening to you, um, Deflect over your uh, your news and the Geico test more. Deflect on my. What are you talking about? The Geico test. <laughs> All the questions about certain gear companies you've had to answer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, JT oh, rubbing his hands together, rubbing his no, hands no, together. No, 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 not yes. at all. It's none of my business. I have nothing to do with that. I just, I know how these things go, and any time you try to report something like that, good luck. Like, you're just going to get yeah. backlash and people telling you you're wrong and people oh, telling yeah. you you're right, and there's just no winning. So. I got a call. I got a call. I reported on the call. Yep. I, I understand. I, I, it's not your fault. There is, there is no winning. I, I also re- no winning. I reported on something in 2007 when uh, Langston won the championship, yep. and uh, I reported on that, and uh, I got certain people very, very, very mad at me, like, Maybe the maddest I've ever seen them, and uh, mm-hmm. everything I everything I reported turned out true. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So uh, did they apologize? Oh no, 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 nothing with that. No, they didn't call and say, "Hey, sorry, Steve, we no. were lying." The no, whole no, time. no, oh. no, nobody. No, that's really weird how that works, right? So, all right, let's get yeah. into this uh, fly race and Moto sixty show. Good to be back. These two jerkies are on with me uh, for the full hour. We didn't do a preview so, show, but we did the Zoom audio that is posted, right, Weege? Our Zoom call preview is on a, as a podcast on RacerX, correct? Yeah, if you go to the RacerX Podcast Network, we got the whole show, or just watch it on YouTube. They've been up for about two weeks, so that was it. We gave you what you wanted. We gave you a preview. Yeah, I want to uh, touch on some stuff other than that. I don't want to make this exactly like that, but some stuff will cross over, obviously. Uh, JT, first up, uh, Weege and I and Chris Kiefer talked about Ken Roxon uh, bowing out of the Nationals. Um, let's get your take on it. What are your, what are your thoughts when you heard that and, uh, and the Christian Craig news as a replacement? Well, first, it's a bummer. You know, let's start there. Anytime you lose one of the biggest stars in global moto for a series, that's that's a bummer. Now, past that, I can understand it. You know, I think that there's there's a lot to unpack there because I don't necessarily believe the reasons that have been put out there, and I've even questioned them, questioned those reasons to people who are very close to the situation, and I've been rebutted again. But in true Steve Mathis form, that doesn't mean I believe it still. Um, For me to believe that COVID-19 and coronavirus concerns for both Ken's health and the fact that he's expecting a child, for me to believe that that is not a factor at all, and it just has everything to do with him 
getting in better health for 2021 and has nothing to do with coronavirus to me is just too much. It's too much to swallow. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm going to believe what I believe. Um, so I think there's truth to both. I think he definitely needs to get better. As, as we saw in Salt Lake, he wasn't his best self every week. He was really all over the map with fitness and strength. And anytime you get lapped twice and then you come out a couple days later and able, are able to be on the podium, clearly something's up there. Uh, but just to completely ignore the fact that we're in this pandemic and he has underlying health issues would be silly too. Um, so I just think there's a lot going on. And, and in the end, he can do whatever he wants. As long as his sponsors are on board and what, whatever financial situation they agree on, it's up to him. You know, I'm just bored. I'm, I'm not bored. I'm, I'm just bummed out as a fan that I'm not going to get to watch him race and what he brings to a series. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's captured well. Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything, right? New bike coming, uh, Supercross. When's the season end? We uh, October sixteenth. October tenth. October tenth. So they're going to go right into testing with the new bike, and uh, you know you're going to go right into Supercross twenty twenty one. And I believe that yeah, some COVID stuff in there as well. So yeah, real bummer. Uh, JT, what about Craig getting the spot? Uh, some salty people on Twitter about that, but dude. He's already a Honda rider. He's forked there before. He's riding a four. Like, it is literally so plug-and-play. So plug-and-play for, for, for everybody. Yeah, and my question would be, for the salty people, who did they want to get it? Henry, J-Mart. That's Henry, what I keep hearing, J-Mart. Henry Miller? J-Mart is better. Henry Miller. Honda's, J-Mart is Honda's hope to win the 250 title. That makes no sense right. to me. Well, Jay, we Yeah, just, you would always... be taking J-Mart and also Sexton off of your 250 team. And we just yeah, always the privateer yeah. people, right? The people are screaming no, for that. No, get them. out of here with that. I'm done with that. Like that to me, that's a complete non-starter. And if you're making a case for Henry Miller, I'd have zero time for you. I don't even want to hear it. Okay, I don't want to hear it. And and further, I was that guy. I was that guy. So for me to say get out of here with that, you know, I mean it because I was a guy that never got that opportunity. But I also am uniquely qualified to understand that they're you're talking about two different levels of rider. Christian Craig is going to go out at this this weekend at Loretta Lynn and qualify maybe inside the top five and he's going to show crazy speed and he's probably going to start inside the top five in one of the motos that's not what any of these privateer guys are going to do that's just not what they're capable of and their the talent and potential levels are just in different places now if you want to talk about Christian Craig's difficulty in finishing a moto at the front I'm here for that I I understand it I've been I don't want to say critical, but I've been vocal about it, that he needs to figure out a way to finish these races. And and that obviously is directly correlated to my willingness to pick him in fantasy, uh, you know, Pulpamex fantasy, because he kills my team when he doesn't finish or he has issues or, you know, he he has a a back issue flare up in between the hot lap and the the main event at the last Salt Lake round, you know, stuff like that. You you just got to find ways to eliminate from your repertoire if you're going to continue to get factory rides. But on a talent level, when you're HRC Honda, it's just a non-starter when you're talking about a guy like Christian Craig or some of these privateer guys that are probably getting brought up on your Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Weege, it's uh, it's always tempting to watch Christian Craig out there. So smooth, so good. And then he just literally, I mean, it's been, let's be real here. We all like him, but it's been years since Craig has strung together I don't know, three good races? 
Three good ones. Just, uh, just yeah, three. I mean, just, just I think he crashed in all but two Supercrosses this year. Um, Boy, Anaheim. It's just Anaheim unbelievable. Anaheim wasn't his fault. Yes, Anaheim wasn't his fault. But then, like, I don't know, Glendale, just like out of nowhere. And uh, St. Louis, I think he was headed for a podium and just out of nowhere crashed on, landed on tough blocks. Like, as I said, I don't want to get too far into it because we already did cover it uh, with Kiefer the other night. Uh, I've never seen a rider look so in control crash so much. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Do we know, Weege, any amateurs are, are racing the, the ranch this weekend uh, from, uh, from, the, from the last weekend? Do we know? Yeah, uh, uh, three. The top three in uh, pro sport. So, Styles Robertson debuting. So, uh, uh, Dylan Schwartz on the Bar X Suzuki team. Larry Brooks back on the pro scene. Although the press release today only says Loretta's, so I don't know if he's going to do any more. And Mason Gonzalez, who is also good at Loretta's for Rock River. So, uh, I don't know if any of them are in for the whole season. Even Styles said at least three. He's hoping to do more. Um, Why so would we'll he see, just but do they're three? Definitely in for this weekend. Why would he just do three? Well, I think the real – okay, I know where you're going with this. Um, you know, you would think it's to save the amateur eligibility, but I don't believe there's any chance he's racing amateur next year. Well, I think yeah, it's more of a – that's why I'm asking. Like, I thought he was going pro. No, I think it's more of a personnel issue. The team is full. Oh, okay. All right. Um, it's one thing – see, here's the problem, right? Probably months ago the teams are like, yeah, and when Loretta's is over, we'll find space for you to run the last three nationals. They did not realize that the entire series would come after Loretta. Yeah, so I don't think yeah. most of them were built uh, around this. Does does any of these kids have the ability to surprise Weech, to shock, to run 5 to 10? Uh, I think the problem is that you have to be an unbelievable starter. Uh, I don't think the Loretta's track thing is such an advantage for them. Uh, it, if one of them pulls the whole shot and is fired up, it could it could happen. And Mason Gonzalez proved he's an unbelievable starter. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be in a full factory bike. So I think Robertson has the goods, but I don't know if he's such a good yeah. starter that he's going to you know start top three and then run that way the whole moto. And you're like, oh, my God. Because I don't know if he's so good that he can start 10th yeah. and, and move into a podium. So that's – Traditionally, we've seen these guys come out on fire, but yeah. almost always they're dudes who are really good starters. Because, JT, when you start running down the 250 guys, and, and we did that in our Zoom call, and I'm, I did it this morning, like you start getting into – like we haven't we didn't even mention Heart Raft, right? We didn't even really mention uh, these guys. And, and they're like solid 8, 9, 10 guys, and they're gnarly, right? But we don't really – talk about them as much but then when you you know you, you're like looking at a styles robertson or these guys and you're like hey man you gotta fight through like you know rj hampshire and brandon hartraft and guys that won't win they won't be the ferrandis and cooper and jmart but they are very great riders and well before, I, yeah. before you know it the depth of the 250 class you're like wait where's where's a kid gonna fit in here yeah and and you have some established guys like that but don't forget you have a crew of rookies that are ahead of them guys like julie swole and shimoda and those guys, uh, Pierce Brown, right, that are essentially one year ahead of them that are fighting yeah. for their placement too. So you're, not only are you yeah. fighting the established, but you're fighting the rookies that are still – they're still fighting to be established. So it's, it's a pretty daunting uh, landscape when you really look at it because unless you are a next-level talent that, you know, an Austin Forkner type where you're going to go from winning Loretta's to immediately to the front of the 250 class, Good luck to you, because in my opinion, and, and both of, two of those three that you mentioned wear fly racing, so I'm trying to be careful with my words here, but I have a hard time imagining that any of those three are going to immediately be podium contenders 
this weekend at Loretta's. I just don't personally see that, which puts them in just a dogfight with all of these other guys that are all trying to get right. inside that top ten as well. I mean, I mean, JT, you, you, you're no longer a member of RM Army, but you have to be proud of this RM250 Bar X kid winning well, a moto. Yes. Yeah, he was great. But I, I will say, in that same vein of what you're saying, his starts were absolutely atrocious, and Weege was there to watch all of them. So if he's starting yeah, outside, the, yeah, if he's starting outside the top twenty in the amateur class that we're read, he's going to start like sixty seventh in the moto on okay. Saturday. Give him, give him so troll it, train it, setup. Give him troll train setup. Well, he he was offered that, and I heard he turned it down. Whoa. So you Whoa. do what you want with Whoa. that. That's Whoa. what I was told. Whoa. Wow. I mean, why would you ever turn down anything from troll train? <laughs> well, I, I think that the we know you would not. Going to be, the challenge is going to be twofold. Because I think the Loretta Lens track is going to be incredibly difficult to pass. It's very small. It's, it's not very wide. And you have guys that are, are much more talented than what he just faced. Mm-hmm. So if he does get 30th place starts, good luck. It, it's not going to be an easy task. It wouldn't be easy on a track that is easy to pass on, like let's say Glen Helen, where you have elevation and a million different lines to choose from. I think Loretta Lynn's is really going to make life much more difficult on top of already a tough life of getting bad starts. 702-586-PULP. You got a question for Weege or JT about the Nationals or even MXGP. We're going to talk a little bit about that coming in here. Uh, So please give us a call. We're going to give away a set of Fly Kinetic Gear 2021 and the uh, set of Evo Bars and Grips. JT, what's been the reaction to the 21 stuff so far? What are people most excited about when you talk to them? No, it's been great. Um, honestly, the biggest challenge we face is that we are so busy that we're just trying to get products out of our warehouse and into dealers' hands so then that customers can buy it. That, that's been the number one challenge. I spent last Saturday inside the warehouse myself all day packing and shipping items all day long wow. just because we're so far behind. And, and I've never done that in the history of my working at WPS. So. It's a great problem to have. It is a problem. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sort out how to work in the warehouse, but it's, it's literally all hands on deck just right. trying to get stuff out to people. How about that, Weege? How about that? That's JT slinging boxes. Right. Uh, yeah, I was, I was there. Weege, I think, uh, I think we're going to see, and I don't know where I said this. It might have been on that uh, podcast where we, we left JT out. It might have been the Zoom stuff. Or maybe I just said it to Pookie. I don't know. Or, or Rocky the Bassett. But um, this is what I do sometimes. I think this first round, I know we see the weirdo Hangtown and the weirdo Glen Helen, and I understand that. I think we're going to see a weirdo Loretta Lynn's uh, around because first race, you're going to have that usual stuff going on. JT lined up the starts and how important they are at Loretta's and how tough it is to pass. I just think we're going to – I mean, maybe we'll get the usual winners and that kind of stuff, but we're going to see some stuff we at Loretta's, whatever that is, that we do not see – Two, three weeks from now. What do, you, what do you think of that? I'm kind of the opposite. I think so okay. much of the weirdo results at Hangtown are because of the Supercross hangover. Uh, the, you don't have a chance to be ready as much as you'd like, A, you know, from a physical and mechanical standpoint. Yep. And then mentally some guys are in different levels because of Supercross. You even get the complete wild cards that didn't even race the end of Supercross. I think all those variables are pretty much out. They've had more time than ever. Uh, I don't think that anyone has a residual mental effect from Supercross left at all in either direction. So to me, I think everybody's on a much more equal playing field like they would normally be at the third or fourth race. So I don't think it's going to be as different uh, than okay. round two or three like it normally is. No, I'm telling you, man, we're going to see like 
Moseman get a holy and he's gone. I, I think the starts are then everything. That's my yeah. opinion. Gone. But but the, but that's not the real question. The real question is not is something surprising happen at Loretta's, but is something going to happen at Loretta's that doesn't end up happening ever again to the rest of the series? Yes. That's the weird part. Yeah, Moseman, I, gone. I, I'm not convinced. Okay, true. Okay, well, Moseman, gone would be pretty good if that happened all year. Probably, well, I don't want to say it won't, but. Right. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't expect Moseman to win like six out of nine overalls. I'm just, I think yeah. there'll be some weirdo stuff, JT. Where do you stand on it? I think you're going to see different results because, I, again, I think at a normal Lucas Oil promoter cross race, a bad start hurts, but it's not the death knell to your moto. I think at Loretta's this weekend, if you get a bad start, if you're you know, 32nd on the first lap, you're not getting back up there. You're just not. The track, the track funnels into one line in most corners, and it's, the track's built for amateur nationals, which is great. That's what it's always been built for. But I think a pro race, the, the straightaways are not long, because so guys are not going to have time to pull up next to people. I, I just think you're going to see yeah. a different dynamic where it's going to be incredibly hard to pass. You're going to see a lot of following each other, and it's going to be hard to move up. So, yeah, a guy that gets a great start, like a Mosman, I don't know that he's going to win, but a weirdo result like that yeah. would not shock me at all. I guess we'll see. We each, JT and I, are on one side, and so Sunday when we do the pod or Monday, we will uh, reconvene. See where we're at. You know what's funny about Loretta's? I know the track is small and flat. But I have seen more passing and more action and more come from behind rides in motos there than any other track I've seen in my life. So could we just Completely get different. some 65s yeah. and 85s out there to <laughs> screw the track up? I think the level because of... on the amateur week, it's phenomenal for racing. But the phenomenal. level of riders are so different, Exactly, right? yes. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, you're yeah. Getting... so let's get some 65s and 85s out there. Okay. Put weirdo bumps. Right. Uh, and here's a little secret. The circumference of the track or the distance is small. Um, they've said, don't tell anybody this, but I'm doing it right now. The narrowest part of this track isn't as narrow as some other narrow parts of other tracks in this series. I, I find Leech. that surprising. Wow. But okay. So, so yeah. keep, keep in mind, uh, Levi Kitchen did a 147 last week. So that makes... Yep. That means Eli Tomac's probably going to be high 130s in, in qualifying. That's a really short racetrack. That's, that's well, small. their number that's one goal was to small. add distance to try to prevent that yeah. from happening. So it's yeah. going to be longer. I don't know how much longer. I don't know if it can overcome. Like, yes, Eli on the same track as Kitchen would be that much faster. Uh, the goal was to add lap time for that. I'm yeah. just I, I've seen right. more multiple sure. lines on that sure. track than any track I've ever seen. I wish I just, there was some way to replicate that. Right. I just don't know that you can draw parallels from the racing we're, we're used to watching to yep. what we're going to watch on Saturday. That, that's going to be the question. I don't, I'm not saying I'm right or you're right. It's just it's really yeah. hard to say what we're going to see comparatively because the, everything's going to be different, the speeds and the talent level yep. and, the, and the, the horsepower and the bikes and everything, right? So it's going to be a learning yep. experience. I just – I feel that it's a very small racetrack for guys that are going to be on incredibly fast motorcycles and everything's going to, going to shrink, right? The, the room that we yep. think that we have is going to shrink because everybody's able to go that much faster. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, we'll... get 65s and 85s out there. Get them out there, <laughs> screw up the line, uh, force people to go all over. Well, again, I, I can't. When I, when I watch the show this weekend, I am not going to be able to handle your amount of times that you tell us about some guy that shined at Loretta's as a camera. I can't, I'm not even gonna be able to handle it. Cooper Webb. No, I'm trying to stay out of that. Cooper like, Webb, remember, GL. Remember uh, I texted AC about that? I know, but I feel like you're gonna just, that's where you're gonna go. 
I know that it's not really relevant. I don't think it's relevant even to the point where I don't think it even helps Robertson Schwartz or Mason Gonzalez who just raced there. I don't think it's relevant. I think we've seen too many races where the dudes barely practice and have the track wired in two laps. But, I but, don't think. But if yep. if Webb and AC are on the screen, you're going to be like, hey, GL, this is just like uh, 2011 right here. This is, uh, you know, like, I'm just like. Here's the problem. I will give you that because if I go too far into not mentioning it, then you have an audience that is going to be like, who is this idiot announcing that doesn't see the irony or see the coincidence here or see the symbolism here? So, yeah, if AC goes down and wins both motos, you would be a complete moron to not bring up, well, he is the winningest rider in the field here and one of the winningest ever at this track. Yeah. So I'm kind of stuck. I'm trying to downplay it, but if it actually somehow works out that way, I'm the idiot if I don't bring it up. But I don't think – I texted AC this week. I don't think that him winning on a Super Mini eight years ago – uh, has any bearing on his ability on this racetrack. I, I understand but, I understand a mention yeah. or two, but I just I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it for every guy in the field. I don't want to hear anything anybody who's on the screen you reaching back deep into the vault and bringing something up. I don't want to hear that. Bro, I don't want to do it too, but admit if Webb and AC battle for this win and I do not bring it up at all, wouldn't that make me the idiot? No. What? Seriously? Nah. nah really? Nah. No? Nah. You would not have anyone commenting like, does this guy not see that this is something interesting and he doesn't seem to notice or care? that?" Move along. Move along like nothing happened. Okay. So- oh, wait a minute. Is it just more <laughs> just never bring up an amateur race under any no. circumstances? Is that Listen, really the I'm, I'm half joking here, but I, there's such an easy f- fruit off the tree to pick. By just anybody on the screen talking about some great moto they had, and you know when they were on super minis, I, I, I just I'm not saying you're going to do that. I just don't want to hear. I, it. I'm not into it because I don't think it's relevant. But I no. can't not mention it all because yes, that I would know. just make me stupid. Yeah, you have to go there. Yeah. But my question would be that side's easy, right? Or do you think it's going to matter in the same vein that guys like Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, uh, Dylan Ferrandez go down the list of guys that have never been there? Are they going to suffer any? At all, and, and it, no. it's not like it's their first time going to a track that no one, that they haven't ridden. But at the same time, they're also going to be racing people that have ridden this track twenty times in their life versus never being there before. That that's really where I'm more weigh in. Is they will learn the track, but do those guys that have won here so many times do they have an extra advantage over someone who's never ridden it? Well, JT, you could probably answer that question best. How big of how much do you do you learn from these national tracks? from having raced them year in and year out, or did you feel like you were pretty much already there? Because of the naked eye, the dudes figure this stuff out instantly, and then there's nothing more to be gained. I definitely felt when I raced a track several years, I was much better at it than my first time. Uh, okay. you, you, learn, you learn little intricacies, where the lines are going to form, how they're going to form, what, what lines to look for in the second moto versus the first moto as the track gets rougher. I don't think you can just completely disregard all of the nuances that you learn over time. I, I do think they're valuable. I just don't know how much, you know, some of these guys are so worldly, like Hunter Lawrence has raced all over the world, Dylan Fernandez too. How much can they negate, right? How quickly can they learn and pick things up? Uh, because there are going to be things that they just don't know. They just haven't ridden this track as many times as some of these other guys have, but are they, are they going to be quick enough and are they going to be smart enough to negate that enough to where it doesn't make a difference? Because even for me, okay, I haven't ridden there. I rode practice. Davey was nice enough to let me ride practice there in 2003, long after I was a pro. 
But I remember going out there, and it, it was like I hadn't missed a beat. I knew all, you know, because the track hasn't really changed any. Hold on. So I went out hold, there and hold practiced. On. Hold on. You went back in 03 yeah, what's that? as a pro to ride practice? Well, I went there just to hang out, but Davey was cool enough to let me ride. He, he gave me a practice. <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold on. This is like. Yeah. And you had a bike and gear just ready? Yeah. So I was, I was uh, going to a uh, fair race in Missouri, and I went to watch the Butlers, which of uh, Butler brother Rocky Mountain KTM fame, race Loretta's. So I was there for the week. And I talked to Davey and said, hey, I can't ride this week because there's nowhere to ride. Oh, Would it be a huge God. deal if I went out and rode practice with one of the groups? And he's like, just stay out of the way. Go out in like plus 25 and don't do any, <laughs> pull the numbers off your bike. Don't do anything stupid. I, I, don't, I was like, I can do all of those things. I don't so, think yeah. you should be admitting this right now. It was 2003. <laughs> Statute of limitations are long. I feel like this over. is like JT's street bike and JT's mom scoring that race. Uh, yes. that, that he never mentioned with Pike and Canari. Right. This is the same thing. You think you know a guy. Right, right. You think you know hey, somebody. This was a different time. This was a different time. So pre-corona. If any pros out there want to go the week of August and just go get some laps no. in and practice, tell them J- JT sent you. No, yeah. do not do that. <laughs> Weech, have you, have you ever seen, like, you know, a pro jump out there in the morning sessions with no numbers and staying out of the way? Well, uh, no, not in that unofficial capacity. Now, it does happen, and I don't know why. You might want to ask him someday. For some reason, every year Malcolm Stewart shows up and leads the first lap of practice on the wheels on the ground flag for every class all day Monday because he just wants to. There you go. He did it this year. Malcolm was there on a bike, and he rode sun up to sundown on Monday. He just loves it. I'm I'm not really sure if there's any more to it than that. But at least that's on the up and up. Everybody knows it's Malcolm Stewart. He's only riding out there with the 50cc riders and showing them around, then he pulls off. And JT's shredding in 03, just yes. ripping around the track, trying to get some laps Who's this for, guy? For, for the fair race. Hey, no, no, true story. I had, and I, I'm trying to remember so badly who it was. One of the vet riders that was in the contention to win that year, plus 25, it was, you know, God, it's been so long. They followed me back to my van, and, like, they literally, when I took my helmet off, they're like, Oh, my God, thank God. Because, I mean, I was getting top tens in outdoors that year. Like, I, I was riding pretty well. And they were like, I was so worried. I didn't know who you were, and you went past me, and I'm like, I can't, I can't beat that guy. There's no way I can beat that guy. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah. This is why this right. shouldn't be allowed. This, exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is yeah. exactly all the reasons. <laughs> I, I cannot I, believe what I'm hearing. I am filing a, a, a protest or something with MX Sports. I don't know what. I, I, I'm calling them immediately. Tim Cotter, please. Yes, thank you. 17 years I, later. I, yes. I would love for you to call Tim Cotter. Please call Tim I Cotter. Just, I, okay, all right. The, the, the bombshell of the motor, motor, Fly Race and Moto 60 show has just been dropped. So. Hey, he, he was helping out a privateer rider that needed to get some laps in. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Of all people. Just happened to be using the, the, the most important track in the world on that particular day. Yeah. Championing the privateer effort. I, I thought that's where you would land, oh. Steve. Oh I'm disappointed God. to see you're not. I just, I can't believe this. Okay. All right. Let's move on here. Um, all right. I, I'm, uh, let's take some calls. Actually, the lines are full. Let's do that first. Uh, first up, it's Robbie. What's up, Robbie? How are you, man? Doing good. What's, what's on your mind? So... My question for the day, with a track like Loretta's, I'm primarily a desert guy. I used to race back in the day till I broke my back. Now I just ride for fun. 
I have a recluse clutch on my bike. They offer a left-handed, like, two-finger rear brake. Do any of the riders run anything like that when you've got a right-hand corner to no. start the race? No. No, nobody's going to do that. The, the whole... It just seems like freeing up the right side of your bike would be an advantage. No, the whole right-hand first turn is, is such so overplayed. These guys have had right-hand turns their whole lives. They're, they're fine. They can do it. It all, it all works out. I, I, I never understood that. They're, they're definitely not going to put a, a lever on for, you know, for one weekend and try to get used to that and all of that, uh, Robbie. Makes so, sense. Yeah, so uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. One, one more quick okay. question, if right. that's okay. Sure, quickly. Since we got the fly racing expert here. We do. So I, I'm new to the fly racing game, had a rough experience 15 years ago with it, and I'm just now – Jumping on board, just ordered a Formula (laughs) helmet. JT said he did too. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. JT said he did too. (laughs) Yeah. So my question, I've been looking at gear. Um, I know I'm a desert guy. I know the kinetic mesh probably makes the most sense. Hearing Kiefer talk about his Loretta's trip, he was talking about how, you know, he ran the light, which makes sense. He's a racer. But then he was talking about how he ran the DST for one of them. Why... Does the kinetic mesh not make it in the starting gates? Make it? I, I don't follow on the starting gates part. Well, so like with with someone like Kiefer, where he's talking about how it was stupid hot at Loretta's, all that stuff. Oh yeah, everything yeah, yeah. I, I understand you. about the kinetic mesh is it breathes super yep. well. It does. Yep. Um, I think it's just you know, and, and Kiefer's the same as me. We we're picky, and we like what we like, and he likes stretch materials, and I'm the same. Once I started wearing gear and and it's industry wide, right? Everyone's going towards this stuff. Once you wear that type of material, it's really hard to go back from it. And that stuff fits me a little bit better. And the kinetic is a little bit looser fitting. It's not as athletic as a of a cut as that. Um, So I think for Kiefer, he was willing to give up a slight uh, bit of ventilation to wear the materials that he wanted and have the right cut that suited him. Um, so it's really just kind of about what you want. If, if heat is your primary concern, which you're going to see a lot of pro guys this weekend at Loretta's wearing mesh. And is it the ideal stretch material that they want? Probably not. But is it a, is it a must because of the conditions and the heat? Yes. Um, so it's a little bit of a compromise. You know, one day I would love to tell you that we could build a mesh material out of the stretch materials. But right now, just the technology doesn't line up. We can't well, uh, maintain durability by building a fully ventilated panel out of stretch material, if Bob, that makes sense. Bobby, Weege and I are kinetic yeah. mesh guys. Right, Weege? All I know is whatever I'm wearing is awesome. I couldn't tell you what one it was, but it's great. I think you had the kinetic mesh. Even if it's backwards. Yeah, even if it's backwards. It's still great. Yeah, it's so good it works either direction. I, I love the mesh stuff. It's, where, it's, it's cool as you. It's so good. I love it. So thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Cody on three. Cody, you want to talk about McAdoo? Oh, yeah. I wanted to uh, call him back before Salt Lake City when you had Mitch Payton on and ask him what he thought about McAdoo. Whackers, as they call him. Yeah, Whackers. <laughs> what he thought about him, like, having what it took to take that next step to be a legit contender. Um my hopes are high with him, and he came out in Salt Lake City, and it definitely looked like he's definitely improved. And it's just weird that I've been watching all the reviews and stuff, and not a lot of people are, you know, mm-hmm. talking about him much. 
Uh, Weej, are we not talking about McAdoo enough for this summer? Uh, I actually don't think we are. I think we're not talking about him enough because he's kind of in that same mid-group that we were just talking about. You know, everybody's talking about, say, J-Mar, Ferrandis, Justin Cooper, right. uh, guys who have won races or titles before. And then there's a whole other group that I don't think we know how to classify, so we don't even really dig into any of them enough. Um, I'm just scared of Wackers. It's not 24 motors, it's 18. But, I mean, Wackers... You're going to probably see some highs and some lows because he does not <laughs> yeah. does not know anything but going absolutely for it at all times. Yeah, yeah, we might we might see some flashes of brilliance, JT, from Wackers, but then some other interesting stuff. Yeah, I think you're going to get a little bit of everything, which is uh, it's part of the fun with Wackers. But uh, I mean, I, I do think you're going to see some brilliance from him. I think because he's so willing to send it that he's going to just send it right into the mix. At times, he's probably going to send it right into you know, some, some hay bales and uh, banners at other times, too. JT, I think when you say brilliance, and I, correct me, I, I think a podium potential, right? Podium is a, is a – he can yeah. get a podium, right? We all – Yeah, he could get a podium this weekend. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. fully believe that. Yeah. yeah, so – I don't think he's going to do it every weekend. I yeah. don't think he's going to be anywhere near championship contention. Yeah. But on his days or in – I wouldn't even – I don't even know if it'll be on his days. It'll be in those motos. Yeah. Um he will be he'll be going for it and you'll be like, Why can't you do this all the time? Right. But that's just where he's at right now. Yeah, I think we're all we all think he can get a podium, maybe a win, but uh for sure a podium, Cody, uh on his high. So let's uh let's check it out and see what see what he what he can do. Uh thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, real quick, week. Yep. Um I wanted to, I didn't I wasn't sure. Those amateur kids that just raced Loretta's that are now going pro, how do they have their pro license? Did they get that? through a result of Loretta's, or how does that work? Yeah, I don't honestly even know. There is supposed to be some sort of you race enough to earn your pro license, but as far as I know, these dudes don't even race barely at all in a normal year, and then there weren't any races at all. Uh, Even the other, like, big spring races all got canceled. So uh, how that happens, um, I literally – I uh, have no idea now. Great You're question. You're supposed to be able to race a certain amount yep. to establish it. Yeah, road the road to motocross, I guess, doesn't really exist. So hopefully these kids are ready. Uh, you don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, thanks, Cody. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. it, look, Styles Robertson and Mason Gazellas won their B class championships at Loretta's last year. Um, so that might be enough. To be like, yeah, the year before you raced a ton of races and you won a lot, so you're good. Yeah, uh, David's on yeah. two. David, you want to talk about Thomas Covington? Yes, I do. Um, so I read the uh, the article where they had like a little interview with him this week, and it oh, just just a deep, just deep an in depth, just a grinded out, tough question interview. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. That was uh, that was weird. I had to read it a couple of times to try to see if I could figure anything out. And thank you. Pretty much when I got to the end of it, I was as confused as I was. And like everyone else, that 2018 Thomas Covington had just brilliant rides from time to time, and then the bizarro started. And I just wondered what you guys thought about that. It was just just dancing around everything. Yeah, I, I, well, maybe he doesn't know. To be fair, maybe he has no yeah. idea. But JT, what do you where are you at with that? I, I did not read the interview, but as far as where he goes from here. I have news for you. If you've been watching these MXGP rounds, they are deep. That MXGP class is disgustingly yes. deep. So yes, if I he doesn't. Great. Yeah, if he doesn't find a completely different level than he's got right now, he's going to have to find something else to do or, or a different place to race because yeah. 
that, yeah. that class is not a joke right now. It, it is really, really no, impressive sure to watch those guys. But not, a, but we know that JT. But what's gone on with Thomas? I mean, is it, he's, he's an MX two winner. I, I you know, like like yeah. what's what's sort of happened here? But even even before then, I mean, it doesn't seem like it matters where he is or what bike he's on or what's going on. It's something to do with him because he was yeah. he was nowhere near the pace in America in in indoors or out, okay. and he's nowhere near the pace back in Europe again. So something. I mean, he, Something he, is up with him. There's no, that's all I can I, really I cannot explain why he's not around a guy like Tixier. That level. That should be yeah, that should be, yeah. should be minimal. Blandering, right, right. Blandering, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, Tixier, yeah. Right, any of those right, guys. Right. right? I, I'm not saying he has to beat them all the time, but, but it's right around show there. that yes. you can ride with them, you know? Uh Weege, thoughts on Covington? Yeah, remember there was an in between year. Um he, he was hurt one year. Right, got hurt at the Nations, hurt it again, barely raced at all, then barely raced in the United States last year, has barely raced this year. I don't know what level this team is on, but you mentioned Vlanderin, who I guess is on the same team. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just been trending the wrong direction. And, and look, part of the reason MXGP class is so deep is because the MX2 class forces riders out. Yeah. So I take all results from that class with a little bit of a grain of salt. And some dudes do but move up and they do not with kill those it. Guys, though. He was battling with the same guys that are now in that MXGP class, and he, he can't even see them on the racetrack. That's, that's so that's problem. why you bring up, like, Tixier, for example. But, that's, yeah, dude, that's that was, like, totally three years rider. ago. It was, like, three years ago. Yeah. Right, I, yeah. I know, but yeah. he, still, yeah. he still should be able to find – if you come into a series healthy and, and there right. is nothing going on, you should be able to find somewhere around that same level, not, not riding yeah. around at 30th which is what he's doing right now. Uh, David, uh, do you want a set of Fly Racing Kinetic gear or, or Pro Taper Evo bars and grips? I would love Kinetic gear. I just just actually got back into riding from, from oh. the uh, 90s. I, I've started riding vintage motocross. And oh, perfect. I would absolutely love a new set of gear. That'd all be right. Awesome. Well, thanks to the guys at Fly Racing. We'll put you on hold and just to get your information, all right? Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks for, the, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I like that call. It was interesting. It was educated. Greg, what's up? You want to talk about Eli Tomac? I do. So my question is, it revolves around undefeated season. So if there's any season where another rider is going to go undefeated, do you think Eli Tomac is the one to do it this season? And if not, do you think there's ever a chance for another rider to go undefeated? I mean, JT, he's coming in, you know, plenty of time to get ready. None of this supercross to motocross, you know, stuff that we talked about where we see weirdo results. None of that going on. He's won three in a row. Kenny's out. Uh, no, he's not going to go undefeated. His starts are way too unpredictable to, to do something like that. I, I'm, I'm completely and 100% out on him ever going with an undefeated season. Weege? Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to see it again. I mean, he's a likely candidate in many ways, but it's a good point in the starts, JT. Um, I think those days are over. So nobody, nobody. Well, no, I don't. I don't think it's doable anymore. You don't yeah. think? It's, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's your yeah. yeah. Tough, tough chances, but I, I do agree with Tomat starts too. But man, it's it's going to be hard to ever do it again. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks. Thank you. I want to thank the Fly Racing guys. Flyracing.com. 2021 stuff is out now. Athena as well. Pro Taper. 100%. Visit 100%.com. Use the code MOTO60-25 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. And I want to thank the folks at Maxxis Tires, of course. MXSTs. The Minion tires on my mountain bike are, are fantastic. Uh, light truck tires. S, uh, UTV tires. Thanks to Maxxis.com for coming on the show. We've got a few more questions to go here. And uh, we're still going to... Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. 
Go ahead. One thing, one thing I wanted to add before we get away from that topic, I think the closest we've seen, closest of an opportunity we've seen since then was, uh, was Dungy in 2010. I think the stars were aligned for him to do it. Uh, Villapoto was out, and we watched him just winning by 30 seconds each moto. I think that's really as close as we've gotten. It's really going to take extraordinary circumstances for that to, to happen ever again, unless you just see this talent like Stuart Carmichael, which are we had them in the same generation, but they're truly generational talents. I think the other problem with the starts is, and I totally agree, like Stu Carmichael's st- standards are very hard to just assume that someone else could be there. But I also think Tomac has learned way too much about winning these titles. When you're coming from the back, there, isn't there almost guaranteed to be a moto where he gets to second place and he's 18 seconds behind and he says, this is not worth the risk to try to win this one. Yeah, yeah it's like take in that last plus 40 moto. <laughs> yes. If JT you- very upset. Yeah, very upset. If you think about uh, Stu and RC, like, yeah, they never really had that those motos that I can remember where they were way back, right? And they just charge, nope. charge, charge. Like, and again, it's been a long time, but I remember both those guys kind of cruising to every moto win, right? They they got out and it was gone. So, uh, right, it was like top five start at worst, right. take the lead by the second lap at worst. Yeah, and then, um, and then see you later. Yeah, that's why we have the RC Hard Charger Award. All those. Amazing late race <laughs> heroics. When <laughs> you really want me to start, you really want you. You just enjoy this. Sorry, sorry. You enjoy this stuff. Yeah. We also yeah. had the RC Cup for the arena cross. I mean, if you think about arena cross, yeah. you think, you think of supercross. You think of one man. You think of one man in arena cross that just absolutely that true. dominated. So, yep. Okay, let's get going here. Uh, Zach's got a question for JT about boots. Zach, go ahead. Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Thanks, boys. Hey, guys, great show. Uh, looking forward to the race this weekend. JT, my question is this, and it might be a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Is a BOA system ever going to come to a major motocross book manu- uh, boot manufacturer? It's not out of the question, and we, we went down that path with them a few years back, and it, it's possible. I mean, they're, obviously, look at snowboard boots. They're, they're out there right, right now. Will it ever happen? I can't say. You know, the the number one challenge to all of it is cost. Uh, We we even went so far as had one built. We had a boot made to see if the concept was even able to be proven out. But until there is a a market for an $800 boot or or somewhere in that range, I think it's going to be really challenging. And that's, that's what we're looking at is like, okay, in our placement in the industry at the time, are we in a place where we think we can have success with a, let's say even 650 or $700 boot at minimum? Are we going to find any success with that? And we just didn't feel like it was the right place or time. So is it possible? Maybe one day? Absolutely. I just, there, there were some significant challenges to bring it to market uh, that we just weren't, we didn't think were, were prudent at the time. All right. Okay. There's your question, man. Thanks. So Thank it, it can definitely happen. Short answer is it could definitely happen if somebody decided to do it. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, JT just leaked it. Uh, no. All over this now. Sorry, Josh. I just, or sorry, uh, um, Zach. I hung up on you. But uh, Josh, what's going on? You got a two-stroke question. Oh yeah, it's time for two strokes. Um, hey guys, no one twenty-five uh, all-star series this year. Um, I was really happy with the way that was tracking. Ultimately, I'd love to see some kind of one twenty-five uh, professional championship. Whether or not they couple that with. Uh, with the uh, the pro nationals or not, but what do you think? How is that going to affect uh, 
the series for next year or the momentum that we've seen uh, so far? I got I got bad news for you, man. I got bad news for you. Um, the two-stroke stuff was going to be reduced, I believe, this year by a few races, and they were going to have 250 four-stroke amateur races at instead of those 125 races. Like an EMX series, uh, right? You know? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, they were still going to have a 125 series. Yeah, that, no, that there was, there was no, there was, it was just going to be reduced by a few. So, uh, they were going to be... I've not ever heard this. You never heard this? No, as a matter of fact, we, uh, RacerX, because we handle all the videos for this 125 series, had sold a sponsorship package to Yamaha for all 12 125 rounds that uh, would be happening this year. I, okay, maybe it never actually got passed then. I heard it from two couple team managers. They were stoked on it. And I heard it from wow. somebody else that runs a magazine that may or may not be in Morgantown. Oh. So I do know the teams have been begging yep. to integrate some sort of 250 amateurs into this, yes. uh, somewhat like that EMX series. Um, but on the 125 front, the whole reason they can't do it, there's actually, this is hard to believe, but right now the biggest obstacle to making these races happen was not finding tracks. They figured that part out. But it was assuring the teams, probably their lawyers and HR departments, that they would not be putting them in danger's way. So the pits being locked down, heavily socially distant, not having any interaction with any excess people beyond the absolute minimum number was a huge thing. So taking the 125s, that probably takes, what, 15% of the pits away? And that was like a huge win as far as these uh, team legal departments well, were. There, so there we go, Josh. Maybe, maybe I was wrong. I thought there was going to be two or three less 125 races and two or three 250 all-star races at the intermission, like some of the teams have said. They want to focus like an EMX type of stuff that we see in Europe, uh, but maybe it wasn't going to happen. So um, don't you yeah. don't you believe that a, a part of this, and I, and I could be totally wrong, but I, I feel like a big part of the reason that we're not seeing a, a really serious 125 series other than this kind of, you know, imitational exhibition that we have planned. No, there was a red plate. RV had it. There was a red plate. Well, yeah, time. right. Well, <laughs> not officially. But I think it's because some, not all the OEMs are involved. I think they are scared yeah. to alienate some, some of these OEM, OEMs. You know, you're going to start a series where some of them don't even make a motorcycle to compete. I think that's a problem. I agree, 100%. Yep. Well, good job, JT. Now people are going to burn down the Morgantown headquarters. <laughs> I mean, why? Why anything that, why? that is anti-two-stroke and not forcing the manufacturers to make two-strokes like it or not? Uh, that's it. How can you, you can't force the manufacturer to fire a sprinkler out. system in that office works well. <laughs> you can't fire. You can't force an OEM to do anything. Oh, but it's still I, I vital. Sure can. <laughs> but I don't think it would be prudent to start a series where not everybody is capable of being involved right now either. That that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, I do, agree. Do you think fans want to hear that? Are they buying yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I, no, I they'll they'll yeah, understand. I, they'll understand. No. But do law four strokes now. Race Anaheim all two strokes twenty twenty one. Do it now. Yeah. Uh, Unreasonable fans are never going to understand anything. Uh, Josh, you want a set of pro taper bars and grips? I would, I would love some. Yeah, all right. be great, guys. All right, sounds good. Thanks for the question. Stay on hold. All right, we'll get your information. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Let's uh, let's focus on MXGP here a little bit before we go on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, presented by 100%. Maxis, Pro Taper, folks at Athena. All right, so we've run two races in Latvia, rounds three and four of the MXGP series. I've watched the highlights, watched uh, some of the second motos, and uh, it's it's actually amazing when you, I guess. I guess everyone was hurt, JT, so that is why Gumby Geyser 
was able to back it down and bring that thing home. Uh, because other than that, man, he can't stay upright. Uh, he lost big points to Jeffrey this weekend. And, uh, I mean, they no, what do you mean? What do you mean? The championship last year? No, well, no, when he won the championship, he just stayed upright. It was actually pretty remarkable. No, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. Um, he straight up went out and beat Tony at Trentino. Uh, I, I think he, he earned it. Yes, I mean, injuries happen. He can't control that. But I think Geyser has done enough going out and, and winning matterly, convincingly, uh, going out and winning the first moto at the first round on last Sunday. I don't think at this point, and I was that guy, I, I was ready to take away from Geyser at every turn. But when he's on and when he doesn't crash, no, no, he can go as fast as anybody. No, no, I agree. I just he can't stop crashing, right? So, oh, that's like, true. Like that's so, true. last year, yeah, no doubt. last year he kind of kept it on two wheels. Good job, brought home the title. Oh, but you're saying he didn't have to push. Yes, is why he yes, didn't crash. Yes, and now, okay. yeah, yeah, and now okay. he's in the mix it. with these guys, and it's like, damn it, Geyser, he, the guy just gets off. Uh, yeah. Spectacular, and, and you know. But to be fair, but to be fair, sorry, um, he the other guys are crashing too. So yeah, you wonder if it's if everybody's pushing themselves into a place that's just causing crashes. Because yes, he is doing the same thing he always does, and they are not just tip overs. He has created an art form out of crashing. Yeah. But the other guys are the other guys are crashing too. Coldenhoff crashed out. Hurling's crashed himself out of a sure moto win. Um, so. I, I want to put some blame on Geiser because I, I really feel like he's missing a huge opportunity to put points on Jeffrey Hurlings while he's vulnerable. Right. But yeah, you got to stay on your motorcycle to do that. And the other guys are crashing too. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know what to really make of it. Weege, awesome to see Caroli come through. 90th GP win, the old man. Good job, Tony Caroli. We just, we just speechless. He is. He can't believe it. It's, it's amazing. Speechless. Uh, I'll jump in. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, I, I was just going to echo the same thing. I mean, <laughs> last year it was a bit of a geyser Caroli dogfight at the beginning of the season, and when those races were happening, it was Gumby-Geyser for sure. Um, and, yeah, then it started to get more consistent. Once they had a larger points lead and Caroli was out and Hurlings was already out. So, yeah, when the heat is on at the beginning of the year, uh, this is usually what you see. Uh, I guess he's okay. Like Gumby Geyser got through these two again. Yeah, he's fine. Oh, he's think, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. always fine. Yeah, he's always fine. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like just like last year. And and yeah, and you're right about the depth, JT. Like you know, Febra rides amazing one moto, right? Looks good. Uh, you know, right there, and then can't put it together for the next moto. Sewer's been consistent. He's been a, a rising star a little bit. The Sal is on the way out. But it's it's interesting to see the variations of results. We don't have very much predictability right now in MXGP. No, it, it's crazy deep. I mean, you look at a guy like Gautier Paul, and he can't even see the front. Like he, He's not even on TV anymore because he's getting left behind by these guys. And it's really – it's almost a, a revolving door at the front of who's going to have a good moto. And you think about the stars of that series, the Clement de Salle, where's he at? Right, yeah. he's he's getting left behind because the the bar is getting raised, and yes, some of these guys are getting older, but I don't think they're like way past their prime. It's just a, a whole new crew is coming in, and it's guys that maybe most haven't even heard of. And yeah, okay, a guy like Monticelli is not finishing up there, but he's running up front for a while, and it's it's just getting deeper and deeper, and we still haven't even seen guys like. Calvin Vlandern and some of these guys really arrived yet. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty remarkable what that MX2 age rule 
has done to that class. It is really, Ooh, there it really is. difficult. I was wondering which one of us was going to say it. Steve, thoughts? Ah, oh, it's just a yeah. It's it's a joke. It's 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 a total joke. <laughs> I I'd never understand that. I understand it for Supercross, and I get that because it's half the races. You know what I mean? It's a regional series. It literally isn't the same thing. I get all that, but for for an outdoor series, I just I just don't understand. It's artificial inflation, is what it is, and, it, and it's just it's not a true indicator of a strength of a series, right? But um, but it is. Well, yeah, but now we got 15 dudes battling in the, yeah, no, you know, it, their it, 450 it, class. It has worked. What about anybody check on Rhino after Koldenhoff's uh, strange race this past weekend after, after winning the last one? Because the Rhino said, this is exactly what you need to do. This is how you ride. And then Koldenhoff went like <laughs> seven DNF, seven something. And uh, uh, yeah, there were crashes. Yeah. Yep. And, and yep. so, yeah, just anybody check on Rhino on Koldenhoff, so. <laughs> uh, c- congratulations to Gas Gas, Weege. Hey, I mean, to develop a bike completely from scratch, you know, take what I guess would have been what uh, an enduro bike, uh, yeah. and f- completely out of nowhere, from scratch, I mean, right off the drawing board. JT, we were at the Fly Media launch last year up at the local track there, and Bradshaw was on a Gas Gas, and I can't believe that same bike. Just it's one. really come yeah. a long way. They have taken <laughs> yeah. some gigantic strides forward, yes. It, it, Especially crossing impressive. from two-stroke to four-stroke. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's very, That's right. very impressive. So, uh, um, But, yeah, no. It was jarring. It was jarring, by the way, to get the press releases because these things came out early this week because obviously there's race seven in Europe. It was shocking to see the press release headline by Gas Gas takes his first maiden win. Um, but after watching the first race of them, I did not think the second press release would be headlined by Caroli wins. Right, right. Not only was it bad at the first race, but he got hurt. Yeah. And then three days later, he just wins. I know. It's, and then Koldenhoff, again, dominates, or not dominates, but rides great, and then just three days later can't yeah. get it together on the same track. It's, 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 yep, it's bizarre. I was saying to MXGP fan uh, Kellen Brower here at Racer X, I'm like, has there ever been two races with a more varied top ten? And let's not even consider the fact that it was the same track. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's it was... I would say Roxon, Roxon getting lapped twice and then being on the podium. Yeah, but that's one guy. That was all ten of them. Yeah, all I, ten guys. I uh, I checked in with a couple of Jeffrey fans, and everybody's okay. Got the points, okay. li- you know, widen the points lead, everything else. All the Jeffrey right. fanboys seem to be taking this well, okay. So keep in mind, he basically took the whole month of June off from that concussion. So. For him to not be on his game right now, it's pretty understandable. The apologists come running. No, I don't. Is that widely known, JT? I mean, that's fair. Yeah, he What's said that? it. Yeah, he said it. Hurlings is posting yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. No, yeah, yeah, no, he talked about it, yeah. Yeah, no, her, her, he's going to make sure everybody knows. He'll make sure. Well, I, if you were it's off brutal. the bike with a, a pretty serious concussion for three weeks, would you not tell anybody that? You're just going to go out there and run around like yeah. third and fourth our, our man, for no reason? Our man Tomac had a broken back, refused to admit it. Well, do you, do you think that's the right approach? Yeah. I no, don't. but it is a time-honored tradition to have major injuries suck but not tell anybody. So but, it's, it's the least I would expect, is, to be well, honest. What do you prefer? You prefer just being like, oh, well, he doesn't look right, but no, he's saying everything's fine. I'd rather somebody tell me exactly what's going on. Weege, not only is Jeffrey the fastest rider ever in the world, he's also the, the best rider ever to reveal injury information also. Thank you. Well, yes. what, thank you know, I'm not even acknowledging this. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't even know. I, what, what is wrong with you, Steve? Yeah, no, nothing's wrong with know. me. The Jeffrey fanboys like Kellen and Paul and 
JT, and they make me just, they uh, make me, it's like the Beatles have landed in America. But what, what part of this did, did just, he do wrong? I don't understand. Just, see? There we go. It's just Jeffrey. No, I, no it's Jeffrey. question. What, what part do you not like? Little Jeffrey is, is, has done everything perfect. Absolutely. He's not answering, he's not answering Reach. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Let's get back. To- I will say, hey, let me mention this, by the way. Yes. Justin Cooper, uh, we would expect to be a contender yeah. uh, starting this weekend. Uh, talking to some of the star amateur kids uh, at Loretta's, and then I'm like, do you ride with all those guys? They're like, yeah, ride with McElrath. You know, Nichols and Cooper are hurt, so they're not riding. And I'm like, wait, what? Um, so then I hear that Cooper had a boxer's fracture, which I, I think you guys know a boxer's fracture is not the worst thing. That's like a hand injury, right? Right. Not. Yeah. Not death knell, but obviously you'd rather not be hurt. Uh, then we had a good uh, Eric Johnson said it's an interview with uh, Justin Cooper. Um, no real mention of what the injury was, and everything's fired up and all systems go, ready, 100%. Everything's fine, according to this interview. Um, but anyway, just letting everybody know. And there what was about, an injury that was not really mentioned much. And what about McElrath? Mike Flo, Justin Cooper. And what about huh? McElrath? What? Huh? No, no, the, the amateur kids said we've been riding with McElrath. Oh, riding with, I'm sorry, I thought, you, Cooper are hurt. I thought you mentioned McElrath wasn't riding. Okay, got it. No, yeah. he was the one that, he was the got only it. one that was left, because Fernandez doesn't ride with him. Right. And, and I knew Nichols was hurt. Yeah. I, and I was like, Justin Cooper. I'm so, so Justin Cooper is going to be there and probably not going to tell anyone anything, but right. he might not be quite uh, where he wants to be. He's not as perfect as Jeffrey, that's for sure. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, I'm all for go. the Fernandez and Cooper drama coming up this summer, by the way, everybody. Wait for it. But it is coming, and I'm all here for it. It should be fantastic. So, which I'm a little confused. I mean, who are we putting this on? Which one? I mean, go, which one goes to the easy up behind the truck? <laughs> Here's what I don't get, though. I mean, how do you put this on Cooper? All Cooper is doing is what every other rider on the team does. They all ride together. They have the same trainer. They do everything together, and then then Ferrandis does something totally different. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's on Cooper. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't know who's who's it on, but it's great. Okay, so, you probably, probably want to say it's Jeffrey's fault. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, everybody. He's got the red plate. Everything's gonna be fine. It's fine. Um, We're good. All right, uh, Weege, JT. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Loretta Lynn's round one of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. This is Wygant's chance to shine. And he will, uh, and he will have, and he will make it happen. JT, starting this weekend. We'll see. I'm just hoping. Lots of Loretta stats, of pre- previous yeah, performances that will be weaved in. What's that, JT? Sorry. I'm just hoping he catches the start. That's all. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks, yeah, thanks, boys. See ya. Thank you. That's Jason Thomas, and that's Jason Wygant. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Pro Taper 100%. Athena and Maxis. We gave away some gear. We gave away some bars and grips. Sorry for those people on hold that we didn't get to. Tits, thank you for working overtime. Yeah. Listen, bro. <laughs> it's your first show back. You're fine. I'm fine. Uh, we're going to be here each and every week previewing the races. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.